1: The money. That's what I always say. You always follow the money.
3: Yeah. This
0: is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Paulie Howard on VSIN.
4: Here we go. It is Follow the Money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard with you live downtown Las Vegas, Circa Resort and Casino. This show is brought to you by DraftKings. We are loaded for the next three hours. We have a ton of props to go over for the championship games on Sunday. We have historical numbers for this weekend. We'll break down the individual matchups. We have Paul Charchian with props in 90 minutes. Adam Chernoff with his analysis in two hours. And Derek Stevens, the owner of this great property and a lifelong diehard Lions fan, will be at the NFC title game. He's going to join us in studio in the final hour of the program before we get into those games so we're really sitting here on a friday morning and how the odds have changed and the world has turned since earlier in the week when bill belichick was minus four dollars at that point you had to lay 400 to win 100 on belichick to become the next head coach of the atlanta falcons did not come to fruition paulie and now at last check he was as high as minus 1600 at DraftKings. To not be coaching next year. Yeah, it's not going to happen. What a mistake by Atlanta,
5: and I can't believe Blank listened to Rich McKay, and Rich McKay talked him out of this. And you're going to instead of getting the greatest coach in NFL history, you're going to go with Raheem Morris, who was 14 games under 500 at Tampa Bay. Some guys are coordinators and not coaches. Raheem Morris is a great coordinator. He is uh, 21 and 38 career as a head coach. I cannot. This is why you're you're going to be. Where you know stuck where you've been the last couple years and moving forward. That you just have the greatest coach of all time or Raheem Morris. And you didn't want Belichick in the building if you're McKay and, and upper management. That's uh, the front office. That's terrible.
4: Yeah, I'm all for second chances. Uh, but what are the odds that in two or three years we're going to be see, sitting here talking about how... Remember that time the Falcons could have had Bill Belichick and instead they went with Raheem Morris? Now, Raheem Morris did an excellent job this year as the defensive coordinator for the Rams. I mean, they think about what the Rams are up against. They had to hit every single draft pick that they had because of uh, selling their souls to the devil to win that Super Bowl a yeah. couple of years ago. And their GM in their front office did a great job, their scouting department. So they had great players. It all came together. And now, uh, hopefully Morris works out. But you had a chance to get Bill Belichick, and now the guy's going to be on. Where's he going to go? I think he's out. Would, I think he's sitting out. Is it time for Seattle to to <sighs> rethink things here? I, I thought
5: Washington was the no-brainer, but that's going to be Ben Johnson. It looks like. But I thought if it wasn't going to be Atlanta, he was going to be it would be Washington, or it was going to be Washington all along because Harris liked them. Um, but and let's get something straight. He is the best coach of all time. I know I gave him a hard time this year. And and people want to bring up Brady. The guy guy was good in Cleveland and won a playoff game. And uh, he took Mac Jones to a playoff game as well before they got buried by Buffalo. The problem you had was Belichick, the GM, got Belichick, the head coach, with the lack of talent. And you could never get to that second contract if you took someone in the first three rounds. And he might be the best defensive coach ever, too, going back with his time with the Giants and what he did with Parcells. So when you're talking about over 10 Super Bowls, It's just an embarrassment what Atlanta did. And to take a guy, either the GOAT or a guy who's 21-38 and career coaching record. Uh And he was an interim in Atlanta and went 4-7 and when he took over for Quinn, too. So I can't get behind this decision at all.
4: I'm also, like, equally stunned at this point that Mike Vrabel doesn't have a job. He's just out there drifting away. And unless he gets Seattle, and that's now what, turning into possibly Dan Quinn the way it appears... I think it'll be Quinn. I would have hired Vrabel. So then we're going to be, are we really going to have an off season where Belichick and Vrabel are without jobs? Is that what, like next year when we're getting ready for the season, that's the talking point? Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. I mean, some Morris to the Falcons. Mm -hmm. The Titans go with offensive coordinator, Brian Callahan. How, How about this now? He was the OC in Cincinnati for five years, never called the place. And he is going to call the plays in Tennessee as the head coach. We're never going to give enemy a job, are we? It's never going to happen. <laughs> it's Alahad front of the line. Canalis front of the line. There is going to have to be some investigative reporting on this. That uh, a special piece somewhere is going to have to be done. A thirty for thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that show on HBO is now done, right? Real Real Sports, which was awesome. Yeah. Like somebody needs to be like boots on the ground. Do the entire background check. Why is this a thing? Why has Bianni never had it? What's the real reason or reasons why? And the Panthers, you knew that they were going to, they were probably going to have to settle. How many people were going to want to take that job? Dave Canales takes it. Who, I mean, the last couple of years, Dave Canales worked with Geno Smith in Seattle when he won comeback player of the year. And then this year as the OC with Baker Mayfield. But I'm always, in my head, it's like, who gets all the credit for this? Is it, is it fair to sit here and say that, well, look at Canales. Yeah. He deserves all the credit for what happened to Geno Smith and this year for Baker Mayfield's turnaround, but then we don't give any credit to the quarterbacks.
5: Right. It's like when when the guy's the OC, but the head coach is calling the plays, and then the OC gets a job. Yeah. Uh, and and who, gets, who gets a credit for the offensive success? All this is is Tepper looking at it and saying, hey, Baker was on our team, and he was terrible, and then this guy turned him around and won a division with him in Tampa. That's all that is. Uh, and, and then the Callahan thing—I, you know, good luck there. You think that guy's better than Vrabel? That's uh, there. There's a lot of questionable moves here in the last couple of weeks. I don't like a lot of these hires, but we've always seen surprises. And uh, certainly what Ryan's did shocked a lot of people. Although I thought he was a qualified candidate and a good hire, but some of these are sure. just—it's—it's. It's, let's just hire the the hot offensive coordinator, and then and and, and see where we we can do here. And, and I, but but to to go with Callahan over Vrabel. And that's your big move. And to go with with Morris over the goat is astonishing. And I think it's a huge swing and miss. And, I can't, again, I cannot believe Blank was talked out of this by, uh, by McKay mm-hmm. because he wanted Belichick the whole time, but McKay didn't want it. So what is Belichick going to do in the offseason? Special advisor to somebody?
4: I don't know. Does he just say uh, I'm? It's to take the week because I you can't put him on television, can you? Well, that's I thought about that a lot last night. You know when they've had specials done with Belichick as part of the panel, the guy's amazing. Oh, yes, he is. So yes. would Belichick actually turn into that guy if he's in the broadcast booth and be, all of a sudden become like the best analyst in the entire sport? Well, he would be, but if, uh, if he you wanted to, if be. he wanted to be, yes. Or do, does he do the coach speak nonsense that we hear every single year, yeah. and it's been like that for twenty five years in the mumbling and the. He gives you one word and it's like nothing. Yeah. If it's the former, I'll take that. But I, is he really going to become a television analyst? I don't. Does he go into college? Some people are pointing out go to army. I don't know. Just- <laughs> well, no, he's. Like, now it, I thought for sure he's going to be hired, and now we talk about
5: Shula's record. Are we sure someone's going to hire him in two years? After after the next period next year, and all these openings happen. I mean, this was a slam dunk that Washington or Atlanta w- was gonna, were going to hire him. Probably uh, Jerry can dance with him again in Dallas
4: because, mm-hmm. you know, McCarthy will be gone. But it's now you can't say it's a lock. He's going to pass Shula. I, lo- I love this, though, what you said a minute ago. The idea of bringing in like the, the hot offensive coordinator. Callahan never called plays. He never called the offensive plays right. in Cincinnati. So you're going to go from and, and the owner... You knew that it, now that when the story came out, the owner in Tennessee, after what happened with Vrabel on the off week, going back to the Patriots, talking about this, don't take this for granted, he's talking to the crowd, this is uh, what a great org- organization looks like. Um, and she heard the comments, is like, this guy is taking shots at us right now, he can't be our head coach anymore. She was salty. So she knew at that point that Vrabel was going to go bye-bye, it, it, he was going to get fired or move, move along, pal. You're, but you're going to go from him to a guy who never called plays in Cincinnati? And what, because he said hello and knew Joe Burrow's name? Yep.
5: It's anyone who was associated with McVay going back a couple of years ago. Okay. The other thing, every Frank Reich got credit for what happened in Philadelphia. Everyone has got credit for what happened with Kansas City's offense, with the exception of Bieniemy. Yeah. Who cannot get a job, but all these guys go from the front of the line. Matt Nagy left and right. Yes. Head coaching job, sure, probably ruined Mitch Trubisky. Trub- uh, yep. Peterson,
4: Nagy, but uh, Bieniemy, no credit. Can't happen. Where does he go, by the way? Is he going to end up? You brought this up before the show started. Is there a chance that the Eagles are going to land Bieniemy as OC and Vic Fangio as the DC this offseason? That's in play. Yes, that is a great move yesterday to grab him too. And I know he could be a prickly pair, but you
5: have to make that work in Miami if you're McDaniel. Hundred percent. For for that that guy did a great job this year. And for him to let him go, and now he goes to Philly, and now you might might land and, and turn this around for Sirianni that you can get enemy and Fangio. Uh-huh. That's a great one-two punch with coordinators.
4: I wonder if there was any discussions at all in Atlanta of we're still bitter about what happened in the Super Bowl. We, that guy can't be our head coach. We blew the twenty-eight-three lead. I don't want him in our building. Well, but that—that's asinine. Why, why, well, the why whole would that, asinine. Yeah, why would that end your thoughts? All of this is asinine. Yeah, sure, sure. But you with can't the ba- bring him in. We're going to lose our jobs. Whatever. Oh, well, sure. That's absolutely.
5: Know. That's uh, right. Cover your ass. But that's also, are you a competitor? And he's going to make everyone in the building better. I mean, how how do you not just say, "Sign me up! i have the greatest coach ever, and we'll turn this thing around." Here's the thing. I, I don't care who who the quarterback is. We're going to. Yeah. I mean, as bad as Mac Jones has been, he, he took him to a, went to the playoffs with the guy. You're the Atlanta
4: Falcons. That's right. And you had a chance to get the greatest coach of all time, and you punted. Think about how dumb that might sound in two or three years.
5: Another angle too—you'd sell tickets, you'd get people interested and fired up. That's another angle too, and you're just stuck with who's going to get excited for Raheem Morris. Yeah, he hey, wanted hey. to take your job. That's right. You're gonna you're gonna lose the press conference. Hey, this guy's 17 and 31 career record. Get your playoff tickets. Oh man. Do the Commanders pull a 180 here? I think it's gotta be Ben hour. Johnson. I think it's gotta be Ben Johnson. Yeah. Now, I would have gone Belichick, but, you know, but see you're gonna give Ben Johnson a ton of money, but certainly did an excellent job with Goff, and he's a great coordinator. Chicago Bears. They blew this too. You wanna, That's another one. You the,
4: you want to have some conversations this weekend? <laughs> the Bears
5: the Bears made a lot of bad moves here in the last couple weeks. And then so what if this is it for him then? No more coaching. That's it. Someone's gonna hire him.
4: I'm not saying in the right, but he's, he's got to get another job. He's got to win, lose up next. 8,900 bets, mom's credit card, betting on himself, fake names, all as an underage college kid.
0: Last night wow winning or was it a rough one well they can't all be winners can they loser you're a loser and molly howard recaps the night in sports betting in winsome, some lose some
5: another one for the oilers that's 15 in a row and they closed a 650 favorite against the blackhawks and won 3-0 they play nashville saturday that would be 16 in a row. Then they get nine days off because of the All-Star break. They come out here to play Vegas February 6th. If they win that game, it would tie the record. 17 in a row by the Penguins, 92-93. The last thing I won is nine days off when I won
4: 16 in a row. So how about that? They were oh. The puck line was two and a half last night, yes, I not saw one it. and a half. Yeah. And after a scoreless first period, they happened to cover it too. You want to bet against them then after the big buy? Yeah, that's that's tough. But the way they're going, they're not giving up any goals.
5: This is nuts that what they're doing defensively. Yeah. Columbus plus one seventy, they beat Calgary. Bad loss by Calgary. Sinner plus one seventy, took out the Joker, no problem. Boston, How about that now? Yes, and uh, now Medvedev was down two sets to not none, and now he's trying to even this now. It's uh, he won the third set. He's up six five in the fourth set. Nigel was great yesterday, by the yep. way. Celtics from six up to nine. Another winner for us on the TNT pregame. 143 to 110. Buried the heat. Kings Warriors over. 241 up to 244. 134, 133. Lakers Bulls over. 224 up to 230. 141, 132. And of course Russell plays well now because they're trying to trade him. Knicks, Nuggets, under. 225 and a half down to 222. 122, 84, Knicks. Two losses in January with some impressive wins. As I tweeted, the Eastern Conference playoffs are going to be nuts. Also, two winsome. You know, uh, back in my day, guy and stuck in his ways. And Luca was in studio yesterday because they announced the All Stars. He's bigger than Charles Barkley. <laughs> Good luck guarding these. I mean, come on. That's How am I going to slow that guy down? Think about that. The round mound of rebound was his nickname. Luka's bigger
4: than he is. It also tells me that Charles Barkley is wildly underrated. That guy could, for how small he was yeah. really, and how fat that. Of, he could jump out of the gym. Yeah, but how am I going to defend
5: and shut down Luka? Penetration or shooting a three when he's that big. Cal Baptist from four up to eight, one by nine. And Oregon State shocked the world. Beat Arizona 11 to one on the money line. I'm done with Arizona. Too many bad losses. They got off to that great start, lost a close game to Purdue, and then blew a big lead out here against Florida Atlantic. They yep. can't get their act together. Oh, you're spot on. Subscribe, be part of the team, vsun.com, our radio and podcast friends. You always want to see these tweets and videos. This is a great video. And if, remember the 3-3-3 rule. Here's the Beagle when they adopt him from the shelter where they bring him home he doesn't even want to look at look at he's facing the wall oh he's in super rough shape that's right it's just because i don't know you i'm scared i, I have to build trust and the three-three-three rule he faces the wall for the first couple days in the house and then he warms up to the owners gets to know their schedule and then here it is the transformation of the great beagle and that is great good job by you you adopt and we got you, now it infuriates me to no end again with these people where well i adopted and then it didn't it's going to take a while you know they have to get used to you so you read these stories when you go on these websites and you see these shelters there Look at going for the walk and it's like well i brought him home but for a week he wasn't a good fit he wasn't yeah oh my god he yeah, whined a little bit too much yeah you know? right there it is what a video that is with the transformation of the beagle and how about the the puppy Look at that! Yeah, that's awesome. And he's trying to get up the steps here, little guy. It's got to be about six weeks. Get up there. Get, okay, took a while, right? Eventually, got it. And he gets up the steps. Can he get the other one too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good workout as well. Nacho Gate continues. Derek Stevens, owner of Circa, coming in later. And I know they want to throw their hat in the ring. And we love Victory Burger. This is Victory Burger, here at Circa up uh, upstairs. You can order the food while you're in your seat at the sports book. That is what nachos are supposed to look like. And it's not $24 either. That is great. Do we also have the one from McMullen's by chance? Yes, we do, and that's coming up right now. Okay. This is an Irish pub down the street. <laughs> now, that's impressive as well.
4: Fills up the whole plate. We've been there several times. It's a great yep. space to, uh, spot to watch soccer. I never knew that, that they looked like that on the menu. I didn't either. had no clue. I always got the fish and chips. You're, 8 plus. Come on, you're telling me that's not a great order? Sure it is. I would actually split that one with you. Yeah. Dig in with your grimy hands. Yep. I don't care. Yep. And I believe I found Tony Stark's real house.
5: Look at this house porn. There you go. <laughs> Look at that palatial estate coming in right off the cliff, like Iron Man with his house. That's Man. awesome. Yeah?
4: No, it's, no? Pretty, it's pretty good.
5: Okay. All right. Uh one lose some. Jazz Wizards over two forty three up to two forty seven. 123-108. One bad for the book, Stephen F. Austin. Big one for you. I know you got these Grand Canyon future tickets. Stephen F. Austin, two and a half down to one and a half. They lost by two. Yeah, Missed a free throw with one second, and Grand Canyon gets to win. They're, what, 19-2 and two on the season.
4: Uh, one lose some. Jurgen Klopp is out at the end of the year with Liverpool. Oh, man. Did big you, news. Nobody saw that one coming. Liverpool on their X account... Sent that out like an hour ago. As you can imagine, it has like millions upon millions of views already. It had before the show started. It had like forty-seven thousand retweets. It, it, they sent out the video an hour ago.
5: Yep, I took plus two fifty to win the prim after the news. I think I'm going to join you I think on they're that. They're going to win. He is such a great coach, and he's awesome. And that's uh, and he won one title with Liverpool. If you haven't already checked out the new newveasan.com, get up there. Fresh new look, enhanced navigation, mobile first focus. Time is money in sports betting. We have expanded our educational content and strategy section for new and experienced betters. Any questions? Any questions you have? vison.com slash FAQ. Get up there. The new
4: VEASAN today, vison.com I would say the story with uh, Kayshawn Booty when he was at LSU is pretty off the rails. I mean, here's a college... Didn't even kid. try to hide it. No, not at all. I mean, here's a college kid who's underage. I mean, the the, the number one number that... Everybody, it caught their eyes immediately. They're like, wait a second, what? He made around 8,900 bets? I thought, what's the big deal? That's Paulie betting in play on a college basketball Saturday. <laughs> yes. Right? Okay, yeah. but so... The action is the juice. Yeah. How about... Look at this tweet. Look at some of the names that he made up for the uh, online account when he made 89... Again, he's an underage college kid b- making some bets on LSU when he was playing there on himself. And... Uh, Kayshawn Booty Seven, Kayshawn Booty zero 01, according to the affidavit. Good tweet from Adam Levinton. Also, other fake accounts. I like it. He's getting. This is where he got a little creative. Kayla Fortenberry. Good, good <laughs> fake name. Betting on himself. The mom's credit card. Oh. He deposited a total of more than a hundred and two thirty-two thousand dollars between 2022 and 2023. So he won a total of 556000 eh, I think that the the wording of this here is a little odd. He didn't win that much, but that's... And then he would roll it over in other bets and eventually lose. He withdrew 50000 So to be betting, make that many bets, and he basically lost 82000 then when you look at it. Yeah. I'd say the kid uh, par- partial winner there. Yeah. Yeah.
5: I saw your tweet, too, about the George Costanza. You know, was that frowned upon? Was that wrong? I got to plead ignorance on this. Um, I mean, this is, yeah. I just, like, at the end of the day, what do you think these, what do these guys, they did not common sense? I mean, it goes back to Pete Rose. What do you think's going to happen, Pete? I mean, at some point, this is going to go off the rails, and it's going to, people are going to put you on Front Street, and it's all over,
4: and people are going to, but not even trying to hide this, and what he's doing, they arrested him yesterday. Sure, sure. But, uh, again, think about this for a second. The affidavit, according to the warrant here, it's only 2022 and 2023. The kid made almost 9,000 bets. You don't have, what are you doing? Uh,
5: well, I'll ask any. I don't know. But, I, I, I saw Kelly Stewart, who's been doing this a long time, says, I don't even know if
4: I've done that in my life to that, think about that, that many bets. We'll ask the audience here. <laughs> FTM at is the email. We're on X at VEASAN Live at Mitch Moss Radio at Paulie Howard. How many bets do you think you make per year? He's just an action junkie and betting the whole board every day, I guess. That and probably the live stuff, too. Let's fire away. Right. right. Rolling over stuff that he won into other bets as well. That's bonkers, man. 8900 And then the people that went back and found some of the videos when he comes over to the sideline. I think it was against the, the Seminoles last year. Yeah, he bet on himself over 82 yeah, and right. a half yeah. receiving yards. Yeah. And then you look at the box score. He had two for 20, and he's sulking <laughs> when he comes over to the to the bench and he's with Jane Daniels, yeah. and he's just, like, got his head down. Looks like he's going to, you know, tears are going to start coming down his face. You're like, ah, uh, that's pretty good investing. Like, yeah. how do you, first of all, to find that video is incredible. I could see people doing, that's right. I could see people doing the opposite, though. Like, if
5: you had incentives tied into your contract, you tell your buddy to go to Vegas and then hedge to lock in a profit. Hey, if we win the AFC title game, we yeah. I win $2 million, you know.
4: So. But that's certainly uh, what he did, betting on himself. I'm guessing alarms were sent off like the entire time. Because if you're making 8,900 bets, unless you lock yourself in your dorm room or your apartment for a full 18 months, you're going to be on your phone at some point, you're going to be on your laptop, whatever it is, and people are going to notice what you're doing, you would think. Calvin Ridley. These guys with the Lions—it's just
5: like, what, what, what's the problem? What's the big deal? I—I I, I don't get it. All these guys don't can't figure it out. After
4: it's—it's it's in every NFL locker room. Yep. We'll hit uh, historical numbers in this roundup next. One of the four remaining teams is in a spot that is three and seventeen straight up, eight and twelve ATS. Last twenty examples. Find out which team next.
5: Start your morning with a daily dose of winning strategies, insider tips, and the latest buzz with the free VEASAN Daily Newsletter. And today's newsletter, here comes the San Francisco money. Niners taking action all over. Expert analysis, latest odds, straight to your inbox, absolutely free. com slash
4: newsletter. There's Bill eighty there. To subscribe, go get it. We were talking about the uh, Kayshawn Booty story. LSU wide receiver who made 8,900 bets and um, globally speaking, with fake accounts, fake names anyway. And he did that in 2022 and 2023, we're like 8,900 bets. So we're asking the audience, like, how many bets do you think you make per year? And you can track it. This is from Brian. Don't forget about this angle, though, too. Brian's a big horse player. So Brian in Philly says between horses and sports per year, about 10 per day. So between 3,500 and 4,000. If you're betting horses, that's a totally different story. Uh, This is from Evan. Evan. That number of bets gets the same kind of reaction as a 20K women in Wilt Chamberlain. (laughs) Yes. You start doing the math and you think there's no way that's possible. Matt and Philly. It It would take you almost 25 years to make 9,000 bets if you bet one a day. Scott says he makes about 25 a week between 950 and 1,200 bets a year. Well, I mean,
5: most of what I do is in play, though. And that's that's where it adds up, too. But that's... You know, like William Hill and Caesars, it's always up. They never take the in-play down. But places like Circa, which I love Circa's app, but they only do it during commercial breaks. But also at Circa, it doesn't spin. Every bet goes right in. Mm. There's no spinning
4: ever, which I I love. We are realizing the spinning here now on a daily basis as books are getting more and more caught up with their technology in different states. The spinning yesterday was out of control, and the rejecting was out of control yesterday. Never at Circa. This is uh, Jared. And by the way, yeah, if you log them on your accounts and like he uses a juice reel, 1,338 huh? bets since February 7th, 2021. That's almost two years. I definitely consider myself on the higher side of volume from people I know because of uh, placement bets in golf tournaments. 8,900 blows my mind. That's a lot of bets. Mm-hmm. All right. Where are you at? What do you think?
5: I've been going back and forth all week, but I'm, I'm strong on the home team Sunday. Oh, I like the Ravens quite a bit. They, yep. I mean, the more you dive into this and look at it, that this this could be – I like what Ross Tucker tweeted this morning. Now, they have to finish the job. But if they finish the job, I mean, this is is this an all-time team with Baltimore? When you look at the numbers and the st- – when they play good teams, they, don't, they, they bury them. I mean, 11 wins against teams with a winning record, nine, two touchdowns or more. They're the they would their number they're the first team in NFL history to lead in takeaways, sacks, and points per game allowed. Number one sacks, number one rushing offense. I mean, you you look at all this stuff and they first team ever, third team ever, second team ever. I mean this, but you got to get it done though. But uh, certainly all those are good points by Ross, but. This has been an incredible year by Baltimore.
4: Yeah, there are so many numbers up on this round, historical numbers. Steve Mackinnon here at Vsin does a great job. Uh, it's up at vsin.com. I tweeted it out yesterday at Mitch Moss Radio, and he points out uh, among the trends here. And some of this stuff might mean something, some of it might not. But teams that won by seven points or less in the divisional round, like the Chiefs did, are three and 17 straight up, eight and 12 ATS their last 20 road conference games in the championship round. Mahomes, though, you know about this as the dog, right? Mackinnon has 9-2 and two straight up, 11-0 ATS as a road neutral underdog. Average line plus 2.9 in this spot. It's basically, call it four or three and a half at some other spots potentially still out there. Um, he's
5: covered every teaser. He's 11-0 and 0 covering teasers when he's a dog. Okay. You have
4: that, too. Yep. Yeah, I just... Are the Chiefs good? No. Well, I think that we have to... Th- the, the defense is good. Yes, it is. The secondary is good. Yeah, you can run you on can the defense, You can run on this though. team.
5: Yeah, and guess that's a problem because you're going against Baltimore. What's been a problem all year? The wide receivers. Are they good? No. Kelsey's been on a milk carton until last week. They caught Miami and Buffalo at the same time. At the right time, rather. With all their injuries. I mean, he lost at home to the Raiders. They got beat to start out with the Lions game at home. Which the Lions are good, but still... This was not a right. the Kansas City that we're used to. Okay, and and you, you happen to catch Miami and Buffalo at the right time, and you're going against the big boys now, and they're going to be jacked up and ready to go with their first AFC title game since '71. You'll, it's the best. De- okay, I was going to be- say I'm going to step in about the receivers yeah, for a second. Okay, you'll give me that
4: Rice is good. Yeah. Okay, but okay. I have I have a nasty defense, and I think I will contain him and, and limit him. Yeah, I was going to say. Other than Rice, which wide receiver do you actually trust for the uh, for the Chiefs to make a big play? I don't. I can't because here's no. the thing: Valdis Gantlin has you know been decent, but you're telling me that if he is open by five yards on a big shot down the field in this game and he drops it, you're going to be surprised. He's done that. Count, I, I lost count when he was in Green Bay, and it continues in Kansas City.
5: Yep, and they're going to do something stupid. Whether it's play calling, gadget play, something. Uh, It's coming. Someone's going to make a mistake and turn the ball over You don't
4: know when it's coming? That's right. You don't know when the short yardage play is going to look ridiculous on TV? You're going to be like, wait, what what did I just watch here? That didn't work. Yeah, and another problem. I'm going against a team that's number
5: one in takeaways, okay? And I just played a perfect second half against Houston. Mm -hmm. So with home field, big one for Lamar, best team in the league, great defense. Oh, I'm getting Andrews back, too. Too many weapons, and I can run on Kansas City's defense. Baltimore's going to win the Super Bowl. And uh, that we should, a lot of people were on that from the, uh, the get go. A lot of people were that in November. And most people were on it when they went into San Francisco and hammered them. So I, I'm surprised the line's only four now when you dig into numbers and look at it. And it's uh, uh, they're also fast starters, too. They were great this year in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. So if they come out with that early lead as well and then hang, use the running game, continue to bury him, punish him on the ground, harass Mahomes, force a couple takeaways, which I think
4: will happen. Here, here's a prediction for you. If if the Chiefs actually pull this game out and they win it, the national narrative by some will are ready to be to call him the greatest quarterback of all time. That will happen. And you're just going to want to pound your head against uh-huh. the table. And, uh, he's amazing, I get it, but we can take it easy with the hot takes here for a minute, I think, in this country once in a while. And if they also win the game, then people are just going to poo-poo Lamar Jackson even more. Yeah. They're going to just, That's gonna, yes. they're going to bury him. Yep. Lamar Jackson could lose in a 35-31 shootout and put up unbelievable numbers. And they're going to, like the Michael Wilbons of the world will say, you got to be better. You got to outscore Mahomes. Sorry. You got to get the job done once in a while. Mm-hmm. And that will be completely unfair to that guy. Now, if he's a mess in this game and he's turning the ball over and can't make plays. All right. Then the moment's been too big in his career at that point. But this team is awesome. Awesome. Like we've been trying to find the weakness, and we think we have a couple here with the 49ers. Overall, what's the weakness of the Ravens? They blow they blow big leads. That's it. And you have you can run on them a little bit. But other than that, I mean, <clears throat> they have drafted so well over the years. They got great playmakers all over the spot. Yep. There's no more of this. Lamar doesn't have guys to throw the ball to. They are loaded. They are. And getting Monken was huge. We love that. We got fired up with his press
5: conference when he was hired. And we like to hire when that was done as well, and the creativity and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So, right, who do I stop there? It's like they do not even throw, didn't even use Beckham last week. You have Beckham and Flowers and Aguilar with the touchdown. Here comes Andrews and Likely in the rushing attack. And But the thing I keep going back to, though, is you're going to beat yourself. And Kansas City was minus 11 this year in the turnover differential. Baltimore was plus 12, mm-hmm. and that's big. And yep. this is from Evan Abrams. In a conference championship or the Super Bowl, if you're an underdog, and you had a negative turnover differential. You're 22 percent straight up the last 20 years. 22 percent. You're over since 2014. Think about that. And another one. It also, if you you know the, like you touched on it briefly before though, but if it's if you're talking about another road game, divisional round or later, second straight road game, less than seven days rest. You're six and 23 straight up when the previous win was by fewer than 10 points, overall you're 13 and 41. That's 24%. All these numbers are screaming Baltimore with what Kansas City's up against Sunday.
4: And in the other game, the Niners are now seven minus 120 or they're minus seven and a half taking money. Uh, I thought this was going to go the other way, but then the Samuel News, it looked better for him this week. It was not trending that way earlier in the week. So rather than coming down, if he was going to miss the game, going the other direction, your biggest upsets in conference title games back since 2000. Again, uh, lines here. Catching seven and a half. The money line continues to go up. The Titans beat the Jags. They were plus seven back in 2000. 2022, Bengals were plus seven at the Chiefs. They won it outright. 2008, the Giants were plus seven and a half at the Packers. They won that game. 2013, Ravens plus eight against the Patriots. And in 2002, they really got this whole ball uh, started and it was rolling downhill after that for the Patriots. They were plus ten at the Steelers, and they won that game. That was Brady's first year. They won the Super Bowl, and then Cordell Stewart yeah. was the quarterback for the Steelers that time.
5: Yeah, Niners win. I, I don't. I don't know if they blow them out, but again, they've only lost one game when Samuel's played most of the game. Uh, Detroit's ten and zero when they score first. That that's a, a, a after the first quarter rather. That's big. But I've seen this movie before, and that's the Dome team going outside in the big game right that's the thing that scares me and for years I watched it with the Minnesota Vikings and the fact that Shanahan's never lost a home playoff game
4: up next fun props for the weekend leading rushers and receivers we'll tell you how targets are usually spread around if Debo is not on the field and Jared Goff loves to attack teams down the middle might be a problem with that this weekend
2: Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs. We'll get to a bunch of props coming up. New customers bet $5 in any game. Get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code Vegas only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Code Vegas. The crown is yours. Uh, Medvedev forced a fifth set. Great comeback. He was down two sets here and uh, rallied and won back-to-back tiebreakers. Also, this is the Ravens' fourth straight home game. Their last road game was on Christmas. So you have another road game for Kansas City and a short week. And Baltimore has uh, more rest here in this game also.
4: Yeah, there are some historical numbers on this. With the Ravens being the ninth team to play their fourth consecutive home game, entering a conference championship, in the last 20 years, the previous seven went 7-1 and one straight up, 5-3 and three ATS. The only loss should not have been a loss. It was the 2019 Saints against the Rams. Mm. in one of the worst calls in the history of the sport. That's right. Very good. With the pass interference that was not called. Uh, since 2004 playoff experience means a lot. Home teams that were in the playoffs the prior year are 23 and 7 straight up and 18 and 12 ATS including an 8 and 2 straight up and 6 and 4 ATS run versus teams that were not in the playoffs the prior year. Both teams in the AFC made the playoffs last year. San Francisco was in the NFC, Detroit was not. So the experience there Obviously, go to the 49ers.
5: Well, the one thing I like here, though, is I have a, an aggressive coach if I'm Detroit. So I, they, they have to, they're loving this. I mean, we're an underdog, seven, seven and a half point dog. Not many people giving us a, a chance. They have the most aggressive coach. You're going against a, one of the most conservative coaches. Mm-hmm. They went for, they've gone for it 118 times on fourth down since Campbell took the job, and they're 52%. They have 13 touchdowns on fourth down. Shanahan. The last three years, third fewest going for it on fourth down. And you saw how conservative he went before halftime as well. So this is the perfect game and scenario for Dan Campbell where it's okay, I'm going for it on my own 50. I'm going for my own 40. I don't care. Fourth and short, we're going for it. We're underdogs
4: and then let's let it rip. Yeah. How big is time of possession? Teams that controlled that stat in this, the weekend games, the title games, are 29-11 and straight up and 31-9 and ATS since 2003. When you look at uh, time of possession during the regular season, Baltimore was one of the best teams in the league. They held it for 31-23. Detroit was also top six in the league. They kept it for 31-19. Niners were really good, and KC would keep it a little bit more than their opponents as well. Which teams have the chance here to control the clock more than the other? I would say Baltimore, and I would actually say the Lions have a better chance to control the clock than the 49ers.
5: I don't think Johnson will stick with the run, though. Uh, that's my that's my biggest issue here yep. again. Yep. Yep. Can I interest you in Gibbs? Seventy yards, a touchdown, and a Lions win. Fifteen to one. Ooh, well, is that he, the game? Is this the guy that could have a big game though? Is this is, is Johnson yes. going to be
4: stubborn or is he going to stick with the run this time? If they stick with him, why can't he? He was awesome again last week. Think about what he would look like if he was the main guy in the backfield and he got like sixty five percent of the uh, timeshare as opposed, I mean, it it just, Montgomery's been fine, don't get me wrong, but when you watch the two plates, like, oh my God, Gibbs completely jumps off the page. I bet him yesterday 11 to one most rushing yards this weekend. I think there's an angle there where that could happen, but again, it's it's a gamble because McCaffrey obviously is McCaffrey and you're gonna have to edge him out. It's very difficult to run in this line's defense, but if they get the lead, and if this could be the game plan, I think this guy can go off for a huge game again. At DraftKings, he has better odds
5: than Montgomery. You got eleven. He's plus eight fifty. Montgomery's ten. McCaffrey minus one thirty. Lamar Jackson's the second choice. I know. Well, does he go for hundred yards again? I mean, would you be surprised if he does? Yeah, he's plus four. Uh, yeah, plus, yeah, here he's plus four forty. To get eighty yards, if he rushes for eighty yards, and will win. And that came in last week. Um, I think they contained Pacheco. So I'm going to draw a line through Pacheco. I don't think he's going to get near 100. And then I think it then would come to come down to
4: uh, that late game. Who's going to cash that prop? Most rushing yards. And I think the lines will probably stick with the hot hand. Last week against Tampa, it happened to be Jameer Gibbs. And I'm uh, hoping it's going to be him again, obviously, this week. Let me tell you this. Good tweet from Warren Sharp. On Jared Goff and his targets. He goes after the middle of the field more than any other quarterback in the league. 53% target rate, number one out of 48 quarterbacks. And Detroit ranks number one in efficiency when throwing there on those downs. The San Francisco defense ranks number two in EPA per attempt, which has been a negative all year long for opposing quarterbacks. Number three in success rate, number four in yards per attempt, number one in INT percentage, number one in TD percentage overall as well. So what he's good at and where they target mostly. And by the way, that's Laporta. That's also I they're not y they're not afraid to do anything with uh, Amon Ross, St. Brown. They'll see, put you anywhere the in the field. That's the
5: thing that would scare me is Goff has a big day through the year. I don't think they're gonna be have success on the ground. And I don't think they're gonna stay stick with it. Oh see I do. You can also bet Gibbs three to one just to have seventy yards here, by the way. Um but okay, to each his own. I think Green Bay was a little bit of a fluke what they did. Now it was definitely cause for concern. I mean, they're just gaping holes. Well, here's in the thing, And how Jones though, punished them. But I think, I think, rest assured, Wilkes and company have worked on this and and talked about it all week, and they'll do a better job and, and, and contain this Detroit rushing attack.
4: Well, here here's why I don't think it's been such a uh, it has it's not sticking out like a, a red a sore thumb to everybody, right? And that's because the Niners usually get the lead and they can pound teams. Yeah. So they're going to get away from the run. I was alarmed. What good point? I was alarmed with what I saw last week. You know, the
5: breakdowns and coverage, and a lot of it was get your damn cleats organized. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, but the Nelson kid with the PIs and stuff, I mean, out of position. and He's actually in position right there with, I think it was Dobbs, right there with him, looking back at the ball, and he still grabs him. So I think the success they could have throwing on him here, uh, and, and Goff could have a big game too, that would scare me, and the back door could be wide open late.
4: Here is uh, how the Niners operate when Debo is not – on the field, the target share distribution. Ayuk gets 25% of the targets. George Kittle, 22%. McCaffrey, 18%. And Jawan Jennings gets 12%. You want to take a flyer on Samuel getting nicked up in, again in this game? Could he happen. has to leave. And then oh, yeah. um, that's in play. Jennings is a guy who has a big game.
5: Or it's a early lead and and they go conservative, or there's a an issue early with Purdy, and he goes conservative. Run, 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 where they're playing with the lead. I'm looking at Laporta and Reynolds, most receiving yards for the weekend. Big numbers? 20 and 25. Blowout okay. angle. You're throwing. You have success through the air anyways. You're down much of the second half, maybe big, and you're forced to throw. I'm looking at 20 and 25 the 1 there.
4: How about our guest on Wednesday, Ben Raven, who covers the Lions, were like, "Give us the final score of the game, uh, like twenty-four ten. Lions aren't going to do much on offense." Yeah, good about that. Yeah, okay, that'd be shocking. Be very surprising. Ayuk is the
5: favorite at plus two twenty-five. Well, that goes out the window though if Debo's fine and good to go. Right, I mean, this guy's averaging fifteen yards a catch.
4: And we've ran down all the numbers here, how it's night and day with him on and off the field. Well, that's that's the thing, but, right? How, but, okay, we're talking a lot about golf here and maybe throwing or not throwing against the Niners. How how does Purdy not have a good game against this defense?
5: Yeah, he's gonna light them up. I think he lights them up. And again, look at last week. You you ran down all the numbers last week with the quarterbacks in the in the number one wide receiver going back. Evans, eight for one seventy one and a score. Baker, twenty six of forty one, three fifty, three touchdowns. Every single week. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. They're lighting this defense up. So I think you get good Purdy here. You're not going to have rain.
4: Weather's going to be fine. You're going to get good Purdy. I think so, too. I mean, that, it's a really bad look, in fact, if Purdy does not have a good game. And he's like, you, you come out thinking to yourself, if they lose the game and Purdy's bad, you're like, wait a second here. That doesn't happen against this defense. Everybody's good against this defense. Now, you think Kittle has a big game. He's 6-1. to one. I could see that, too. Yeah, he said He's had a great rapport with Kittle since he uh, became the starting quarterback. I think the Kittle props are and I know they've been going up a little bit this week, I, I think they're, he can really have a good game here. Look at Otten last week. Look at tight That's ends again. Yep. No-name tight ends have actually been okay against this Lions defense, and now you're getting one of the best guys in the entire league? If you can't stop Nick Mullins twice, right? I know it's Jefferson, but come on. Where do you think the ball's going? 400 yards twice against you? And they played twice in three weeks. Yeah. And Jefferson killed them both times, and they could never come up with an answer for that. And now you're getting basically the best offense, per advanced metrics, in the entire league coming at you. That's a horror too.
5: They haven't won there since 1975. I know it's a different team, but still, do with that what you want. Yeah. And they've lost 11 straight road playoff games.
4: Again, it goes back to the dome team out, outside too. Okay, let's but say let's say chalk wins, and they open up the Niners a one-two point favorite in the Super Bowl. I'm all over Baltimore.
5: Yeah. All over it. I saw the game. They're going to harass and frustrate Purdy. If that's the matchup. Yep. They're the best team in the league.
4: Every, and look at the scores in these games. They dismantle the other best teams in the league. Yep. Follow the money here on VEASAN. The sports Betting Network. More props for the weekend. We'll get to the uh, first touchdown score of the game. Some uh, trends, who's popular when they get down to the goal line coming up here next on v